because I have Escape the Bird coming up. I'm really excited about uh, Lawrenceburg Motorcycle Speedway, October 22nd. Make sure you guys come. We have a $3,000 Ryan Varnes Memorial Expert Dash for Cash, which is an insane amount of money for a short track. People are going to have their feelings hurt. Episode 107, Tank Slapping Podcast. We're throwing one back at you. Trying to do one a week here since we we didn't do so many on the on the West Coast trip, but we're back at it. No real agenda on the pod today. We have a couple f- interesting things we're gonna we're gonna throw at you, but on the other side, Robbie Bobby. Yo, yo, yo. I'm here. What's up, man? Just a big amateur winner over the weekend. How many, how many races did you win? I think three or four, so it was pretty decent, but uh, nothing to write home about. I mean, I'm like just a lifelong amateur at this point, I guess. I don't have the uh, the speed or the stamina to go pro, so I'll just keep, you know, these eight and ten lap amateur features are right up my alley. It's it's funny to see the photos of uh, of you. It's like all these fast amateurs, and then there's Robbie Bobby, like usually at the front, just giving them the work. Uh, do you feel bad when you beat them, or is it just like... you know? I don't. Here's here's what I've decided, man. And you can take it or leave it, but I think it kind of makes sense because I was just putting shit through the uh, the last like we'll just say three or four years since I've been kind of racing again on the side, like as for fun. Um. I'm going to say right now, like, if you can't beat me consistently on these amateur outlaws, you're not ready to go pro. It's it's just that simple. I'm going to be cocky and say that, but, uh, you know, I mean, it, it's just my opinion, you know. So I'm going to use myself as, like, the stepping stone. Like, if you can paddle my ass, like, well, let's see, Sadoff, Gage Smith, you know, they they beat me. They moved pro. Renshaw. Um, yeah. Well, yeah, Renshaw. Well, I beat him and a couple then... times at Throwdown, but now I wouldn't, you know, I couldn't hold a candle to him. Hell, he, he, he holds his own um, – you know, so he's he's obviously ready to move up. So uh so yep. Um and then next year it'll be, you know, Renshaw and Fanders and Landon Smith and these other guys ready to move pro too. So I'm uh, I'm excited to see the the progression. And I'm excited to like battle it out because like who it's really cool from my point of view because it's like man, I get to race against all these badass kids and see them firsthand and, and know like it's one thing to watch from the sidelines. If you're like gridded up with somebody and battling with them, you know how they react to certain situations. And, and let's be honest, man, we both know that sometimes there's kids that have the speed, but it's like, they're just terrible racers or they're great racers, but they don't have the aggression needed or something. You know, there's always these little, um, you know, I don't know, maybe I'm just, I might just be analyzing. Yeah. I might be no, over-analyzing dude, it's, too, no, it's but big, it really like, does make sense. Yeah. Like, you know, I mean, I, I think that, um, you know, I mean, I'm going to hold that little badge of honor. Like, yeah, you go beat me. I'll definitely vouch for you to go pro <laughs> for what fair that's enough. worth. You know, it's, yeah, it's worth enough. $5. I was thinking the other day, it's crazy in the, in the flat track singles class, how many, how many like heavy hitter teams there are. I mean, you look at KTM, Estenson and Turner, like they're three of the biggest teams in the paddock, let alone in the singles class. And you have, you know, first impressions you have Trent Lowe and and their efforts you have Brandon Kitchen Vance and Hines their 450 effort it's crazy how many heavy hitters I, I want to see the budgets for these like some of those teams because I know that I would think the budget for three or four of those teams are bigger than like probably the SNS factory Indian budget <laughs> like they're spending a lot of money they have a lot of employees 
from Turner to Essenson, not so much KTM. They, they kind of have a, a smaller effort, but the other teams, they have a lot of employees and they just put a lot of effort in, which is cool. It's, it's cool for, it's cool for these kids to jump from amateur to pro and get a salary. But uh, is the model broken if we don't have more in the twins? So uh, it's just, it's crazy, crazy times right now. I mean, I, I think it just needs to boil down to what's, what's important. I mean, so we'll, we'll use Turner as an example. You know, I, I got no inside information on, you know, how the inner workings work. You know, I couldn't tell you if he spends $500 of his own money or 5 million of his own money. Obviously, you know, there's a very top notch, uh, visual effort there and 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 one thing he's told me numerous times is that you know even with aft like you know they did away with the um you know the ha- gotta have a hauler type deal in super twin you know but the way mike turner took it is like look you know i'm spending this money i want my autograph line long i want to sell t-shirts i want to do all this so visual representation is huge you know i mean you can't tell me that in any any track you're up in the bleachers as a spectator you're not gonna see that big old red bastard hanging out over there you know what I mean? Like you can see that thing from a mile away. Just That's like cool. Yeah. Another, well, but another side of that is that like KTM, like you said, they don't have as big a thing, but dude, that's a lot of orange in a small amount of spot and they do a lot with the footprint they've got. So, yeah, um, yeah. you know, you don't, you don't have to spend Turner budget. You don't have to spend, you know, um, Essence in budget, you know, cause he's got like, seems like 42 employees running around any given day, but at the same time, you do want to show up in a professional series and you want to, well, that's the you know, thing. Everybody was so against like the professional look. It's like, Oh, this, we don't, why do we have to do that? It's like, because we're trying to get sponsors. We're trying to look good. You got to look good. Like if you look at the G and G team, like what we're doing, we have a really small team, but everything's clean. Like, like there's a lot yeah. of American flag shit going on in our pit. So uh, it's it would, our budget's small, but you want to, yeah, you want to look the part you can spend, you can do a small budget and and look good as well. Like, when I was at Moto America races, it's crazy how many small teams, how like how above and beyond they go with their with their appearance. Like they have a hot pit, a cold pit, their trailer. They have like six tents, you know, across the board. So yeah, it's important, but um, it's not like you don't need to full send it, but you want to look good. But no, I mean, there's a lot of a lot of really cool stuff going on in the singles class. It's crazy. I mean, I, I like it too. I mean, um, yeah, granted, you know, Cody has, uh, Cody's put his, uh, money where his mouth is, so to speak, um, having a breakout, breakout year. And, um, you know, it's, I'm just looking down the, uh, the results right here, but the top one, two, three, four, five, six out of seven. I mean, I'm not going to say, you know, I mean, Trent's got good backing from what mission and Jerry and stuff, but he's, I wouldn't consider him like a big team. But I mean, yeah. the top six out of the top seven are legit, like factory or factory supported efforts that yeah. have a legit program. So, no, that's uh, interesting. So, yeah, I, I mean, mean, you go to the production class, and really, Vance and Hines is the only. I I use the word factory. Like, I don't know how much factory involvement is really in a lot of these teams we talked about, but it's like the most. You know, they have employees. They have you know, it's so that in in the production class you have Vance and Hines, but then everybody else were kind of ma and pa shop you know like the, G- the gng team and you look and it's nick armstrong and then i think billy ross and uh, i guess johnny Lewis's you, team they have a pretty yeah, good effort but yeah, yeah i was gonna say that was my next question is, my you know, johnny yeah, lewis yeah. has got a decent yeah but of course is, you know at the same time it's still just a kind of a truck and a trailer but yeah. i mean it's it's a good looking effort and he's got you know film crew there and like yeah. you can tell they got they got different ways they're spending you know their budget but clearly you know they're putting out good content good info and uh and man it's it's really cool to see the progress that that engine and that motorcycle has made with, with Johnny helping develop it and stuff. So, 
Yeah. Um, well, let's move on, man. That's uh interesting stuff. We got so <laughs> I got an email or somebody commented on the um on the SoundCloud and again, guys, this is uh this is an unfiltered podcast. Um, it's authentic as in like what you hear. Me and Rob, we talk. This is how we would talk as if we were on the phone having beers after the race just you know we're we're just two buddies we bring on our buddies chambers and um you know andrew butler's been on a few times and frankie garcia and we 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 just chat like we would we 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 don't you know what i mean like this is authentic us like you don't have to guess robbie bobby's personality so we curse we say shit oh. we say you know we say a bunch of uh words that like you you don't listen to the pod driving to church with grandma on Sunday morning, but we're also like, this is what makes it fun. And we like to just be us and not have to overthink corporate shit or anything like that. So it's not a podium speech. It's not a job interview. It's uh, it's a podcast. If you listen, like we have a lot of older fans, flat track fans that listen and we appreciate it. But like, if you listen to any other podcasts, this is, um you know, it's, it's standard to uh, it's more of like a, uh, a personal kind of, like we're bench racing dude yeah we're bench racing so yeah again that's all it is we're literally sitting on the back of the truck yeah sorry if it doesn't fit fit some of your guys i mean i'm demographic but uh this is what we do so i mean yeah yeah long story short uh, sorry but not sorry like this is how i talk like if i offend you by saying the word fuck or you know i guess i dropped a, a gd every once in a while but you know it's it's nothing offensive if you're super religious i mean i apologize for hurting your feelings but at the same time like this is exactly how I talk. So, you know, yeah. I, I don't candy coat shit and I don't, you know, sidestep stuff. If you ask me a question, I'm gonna give you my answer. If I happen to throw an F bomb in there or, you know, that's just, you know, just know that that's the genuine answer I'm going to give passion. you. you know? I mean, there's, passion, baby. there's literally, dude, there's literally thousands of podcasts out there that are like, you know, family friendly. This is one, but it's not one. I mean, yeah. I would talk the same way in front of a, a parent of an 85 kid. I mean, it's, it's racing. I mean, you know, I was always told, you know, sticks and stones, like, you know, you can call me an MF all day long. I'll be like, Oh, that's cool. You know, like, cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, it doesn't, I'm sure I have been, but, uh, but yeah, long story short, you know, for those of you complaining, I mean, Corey can fire me all he wants to, but like, I'm not changing <laughs> how I talk. So it's, it is, it is what it is. So either get used to it or, or, uh, enjoy a, another podcast of your choice. Yeah. Or yeah, fire um... me. It'd be second time I lost a job this year, but it'd be all right. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Nah, it's, it's all good guys. Yeah. Sorry, but it is what it is. Uh, moving on Moto America, Rob, big weekend for Moto America series, New Jersey Motorsports park. I got to roll down there on Sunday and there was rain in the forecast. I was hoping it would rain more because who doesn't love rain races in any kind of dirt bike racing, motorcycle racing, like supercross moto, you kind of you wish for rain as a spectator because it it throws out it throws wild cards in the mix who might win who typically don't have the speed or whatever they'll they'll come from nowhere and just do really well kind of like and I know he got kind of he got bummed that people called it a an upset but I mean I don't see how it wasn't but Jason Farrell he won he won Road America and he's a really good fucking rider but he beat like Josh Heron and some really good riders so you know, it, it throws in yeah, that I mean, mixed it, bag of results. Um, so yeah, no, it's it, rain races, Rob. Like it's, it's good. Right. Oh, well from a dirt tracker, I, I love rain races anyway, but like you said, though, it also throws another variable in there. And, um, you know, not a lot of people are used to, it's just like, kind of like we have certain flat trackers that excel on a dry slick track, or like if the track is like kind of sketchy and you see like so-and-so like, 
you know, really pushing hard and, and like, damn, man, he's like, he figured something out. You know, kind of like, we'll say, um, you know, just certain riders, you know, like we talked to him on the phone the other day, Bugs Pearson, like you throw some holes in the track and like, he starts like smiling, you know, and with the rain, there's certain guys are like, Oh fuck. Yeah. Like now I got a shot and Petrucci, you know, I, I saw that one coming a mile away. Like all of these super guys are super fast in the rain, but that dude's won like MotoGPs in the rain. So if he gets a decent feeling, I knew I was like, yeah, this dude's going to Well, and he had nothing but, to uh, lose either. Like he, when it, no, when, you have, but, when you have rain races like that and it throws off like your typical championship contenders or somebody who's leading the points, there's a lot of risk with going fast in the rain. So I think Gagne mm-hmm. knows that he's got more speed than Petrucci. So as long as he doesn't crash and get zero points, he had to stay on the bike. Like he couldn't push it. Like if Petrucci wins, it is what it is. He has to go for it. Cause he doesn't have the raw speed of, uh, of, uh, Gagne. So he had to go for it and he did, he won. Um, you know, if things were different, if it was the last race of the year, Gagne might've pushed it a little harder, but I think he just took what he could get. Well, I think he's gotta be happy with that. Cause it started really raining the last two laps and Cam Peterson hit, hit the patch. It's like the left-hander there. And there's a patch there and he yep. hit it and just crashed. Um, so he got a spot and then Ashton Yates crashed. He was actually right on Gagne almost. He probably would have got by him and he fell. So it could have looked yeah. like Gagne would have got fifth and he ended up getting a podium. So, um, so they're going in the barber. It's like, I think three or four points and it'll be good. Um, yeah, I, I, yeah, I asked, it's four I asked points the fans, and, and... go ahead, man. Well, I was gonna say it's no, it's, it's, like you said, it's four points, but uh, Barber is – it's going to be – I think it's going to be a good one because Barber is one of the closer tracks to, like, a GP South Circuit. It's, like, really flowing up and down, like, proper runoff. It's not like some of these makeshift tracks. You know, I don't know. I'm not bashing on Moto America, but, you know, some some tracks, just like with, with you know, AFT, they're kind of like, oh, man, it's not, like, a good track. Well, Barber is going to be, like, the Springfield or, you know, like, the Decoins or the Limas. It's, like, it's going to be a really – good traditional uh road race and man i mean gagne's got it's gonna be tough for petrucci he's gonna have to be gagne both times obviously but uh you know it's actually crazy in road racing and i don't know why it's like this rob but they have a lot more like they're guaranteed pretty much every year to have one or two races where they score zero points and in flat track and the super twins level a bad weekend for briar or jared like they'll get fourth, you know what I mean? Where a bad weekend in Moto America, they they get zero points quite often. So mm-hmm. um, it's it's kind of crazy. Like yeah, all know, the all this year, like all the classes in Moto America, they it's really common for them to just get no points because you have to finish to get points. Which I didn't know. Like in AFT, if there's only ten guys and you have a mechanical on the first lap, you get tenth place points. Where in Moto America, you have yeah. to finish to get points. So that's why. Um, we'll get to the baggers, but Travis Wyman crashed the bagger and he picked that son of a bitch up all 9,000 pounds of it and finished the race. Cause you have to get points. So yeah, yep. it's kind of, yeah, it's kind of crazy. You got to finish. Um, I wonder yeah, if you it, can it sit is, on the side uh, of the track for 10 laps. Like say you have an issue, you sit on the side of the track for 10 laps, you do the last lap and you finish. I wonder if that's considered finishing or if there's a percent. I mean, I think if you take the checkers, it would be. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I mean, you know, it's like weird. Say you don't have brakes look... instead of pulling off. I mean, I, I don't, I don't know. I'm just saying, like, so with... the racer in me is thinking, like, pull over until the last lap and then let everybody finish and, and then, then finish, finish, and you get points. Um, 
We should, yeah. you should do a, uh, I'm not saying you should because, you know, you're way better at numbers and stuff than I am, but you should look and see, like, the point spread. Like, if, meaning, like, uh, first place points for Motor America compared to AFT to see, like, if their point structure is more conducive to, like, having a DNF but still, like, kind of being a championship. Because I can tell you right now, you know as well as I do, like, as good as Mies is, you know, or as good as Briar is, if one of them has a DNF and the other one doesn't all year, the championship's over. You know what I mean? It's like pretty it's, much over, yeah. And that's yeah, for th- that's like in road racing too. I feel like like the bagger class, they only did select rounds, and I think they only race one time per weekend. So there's only sorry, Chuck, if you're listening and I'm fudging this up, but I think there's only six or eight races. If you have one mechanical like Wyman, Kyle, he had that oil oil deal at wherever it was, Brainerd or something. Pretty yeah. much took him took him out of the championship, and he won. He won a lot of races. So, yeah, uh, it's kind of interesting stuff. But the baggers, dude, it was came down to the last race. I'm obviously a big bagger fan, and baggers in the rain, Rob, it was stressing Ooh. me out. Like I was stressed. Oh, just man. I wasn't even racing, but I was stressed out. And Tyler O'Hara ended up winning the championship on the uh, on the Indian Challenger, which is amazing for us uh for for the podcast because they they support what we're doing and like i've said on here i'm a big indian motorcycle fan and how much effort they're putting into the sport and across the yep. board like harley davidson they're really like i think their budget for baggers i heard was like five or six million this year uh wow it's insane it's more than the superbike teams but they're not involved in they don't have a presence in flat track really i mean they don't really seem to care so um yeah you know, it's kind of i mean it's crazy. i think it does the, well they want to be able to to be uh competitive and unfortunately you know it's the advanced lines guys they put a lot of time money and effort into the xg but now I, I feel like and i don't have any info on this but you know harley kind of like hey, you know we're not racing this platform anymore like we don't even sell this as a street bike anymore so what's the point of our racing and then, of course advanced line side is well shit we got so much money and effort tied up in these xgs that we got to keep racing them. And, you know, I, I've got a cool idea that I got to, I'm actually got a meeting with AFT about a class proposal because I think we still need three classes, to be honest with you. Now, the other class I'm going to propose is, is, is going to be a pro class, but it's going to be kind of like what um, Motor America has been doing. And, and it, I'm hoping it would drive, you know, Harley and Indian into some more support. But um, just looking at the amount they're spending on the baggers, like they could take a teacup of that and put, back into flat track hopefully but uh yeah it's neither here nor there until until we sit down and i'm I'm looking forward to i'd love to release that info on the podcast like after i run it by because uh, i really do think it, it's it'd be huge it's not as extreme as like what jared Mees was proposing as far as having like the super twins be kind of run what you brung like you know but um mine's gonna be more of a stock based idea um to entice some we need more long story short we need more racers in aft yeah. and I can tell you right now, if I'm going to AFT race, and the last thing I'm going to do is try and figure out how to beat Jared Mees my first couple of years. So uh, my my proposal is not really kind of like production twins, but backing it down a little bit further. Long story short, Corey, you would not be eligible for my new class. Neither would Mees or Briar or anybody like that. So, okay. um, so it's to entice, so new, it's entice new racers. You're not telling us now. We're going to wait. I don't really want to tell you right now because I want to steal my idea because I think no, it's no, no, so good. good. But you'll be the first one knows. But, um, uh, but I went into it with a with the idea of you know what's our main problem right now? It's it's that you know, Vance and Hines. I'm sorry, not Vance and Hines, but Harley Davidson, 
Indians kind of pulling out. Like my goal is to bring them back in a lot softer, if that makes sense. And, you know, for instance, my class structure, Harley or Vance and Hines could sponsor like five or six dudes with the amount of money they spend on the other guys. And I'm sorry, Briar and Jared Mees and all this stuff like that. Like that's not my position to take money out of your pocket. But at the same time, like looking at the greater good of the sport, what incentive does Harley and Indian have really to, to be in the sport? Right now, they don't really have much. And and same thing, my other deal is I want to bring dealers back into it. Remember, I remember when I first started, man, and I was in the 8A3 class, I'd say 95% of the bikes out there were sponsored by a Harley dealer. Right. You know what I mean? Well, the thing is, look, look, I, I come from a Harley dealership background. Like my family, we, we owned a Harley dealership since the, like the 1950s. Um, and the way, and Pat Maroney just did a post on Instagram today. Um, he went and visited like a family owned Harley shop from a while back. And just like the passion that the dealers had for the brand, they felt like it was one of their own. Like my grandpa was a Harley guy. My dad was a Harley guy. Um, not only did they mm -hmm. sell the bikes and it was their business, but it was their passion. They all rode, <clears throat> they rode and then they started Harley shops pretty much. Like it wasn't a, yeah. they didn't start Harley shops to get rich. They started it cause that was their passion. And now a lot of these dealers, not all of them, um, but a lot of these dealers, the, you know, the, the owners or whatever GMs, they probably don't even ride. Like there's no, and it's the same thing at corporate, like back in the day, all these Harley corporate people they were at the track on the weekends. Like it was not uncommon to see a lot of the, um, and Willie G and Billy, like they're, they love racing. Like they're genuine ass people, but the, the other people at Harley, they were race fans. They knew who was winning. They knew the riders. They knew the, you know, the dealers. Now it's just, it's very corporate. Like they're suit and tie people, they're business people. And the credibility is kind of shit uh, compared to what it used to be. And I don't see that with other brands. Like there's still passionate people at these other brands. And I think that's one thing Harley is lacking. So anyway, I went off on a tangent there because it kind of hit home a bit, but the dealers were supporting racing because they were, you know, they were racers themselves and there just aren't that many dealers. There's that, not, but there's yeah. still though, there's still guys. I, I say, perfect example, like, like me, like our shop here, We've been in business for, you know, since 1978, 1980, something like that. Like I can tell you right now, if there was a class and, and I'm hoping when Triumph comes out this four fifty, but if there was a class for like that I could be competitive with a Triumph or, or put somebody on it, then I can tell you right now, sign me the fuck up. You know, it, but right now, like I, I my Bonneville flat tracker that we built back in the day, you know, Sammy Halbert wrote it, Jason Tyre wrote it, like it was a really, really good bike. But it, it was at the point where you know, it was still going up against XR 750s, which, as we know, the Triumph got pretty good, but they just, you just couldn't make it work like against them because uh, it's yeah. not a, not a, a race only engine. So um, I, I'm really looking forward to, to talking about that on the next pod, hopefully in the next week or so, because uh, I yeah. uh, was supposed to have a meeting on Monday. It got, um, I had some other stuff come up and they had some board meetings because um, I know they're scrambling, trying to get the makeup dates and everything fine tuned with the, uh, the double headers coming up. But uh, yeah, we'll talk anyway, about that here in a minute, I'm, but I just wanted to address, give a shout out to uh, Josh Heron. He won the 600 super sport title. Uh, obviously well, it's not a 600 most... super sport, okay. not 600. <laughs> okay. okay. It's super, just super sport. It's just super sport. sport. My bad. God, super you're going to get people like trying to uh, I know. call I know. in with like sport, bad sorry. stuff. Hey, Super but you know sport. what? I love Josh Heron. I know he's uh he's still mad at me. I think for some Instagram stuff with Posh. You know, I guess he thinks I'm 
a posh fanboy, which I am, but uh, um, I'm telling you right now, man, my guy with only X amount of races in there, Josh Hayes finished fifth in the championship, and he's like 72 years old. So, um, yeah, he yeah, tied. Uh, for, for, I think I heard at the race when I was walking around the paddock that he tied Duhamel overalls. Yep. Yeah, for yep. most overalls, yep. which is uh, pretty badass. I really like Can, Josh. He was on our podcast way back when we started. I think he's like episode 17 or something in the teens. And you get a chance to go back. So good. And, well, listen to that pod, man. It's pretty inspirational. The guy started racing, like started riding or whatever. And he was like 20, like 1920 started racing yeah. when he was like in his early twenties. So, um, yeah, but anyway, shout out to Josh Heron for winning the title, man. It's uh cool to see. I, I really like Josh. Uh, he gets a lot of scrutiny, obviously with, uh, he's got a strong personality, but when you get to hang out with him away from the track, he's a, he's a good dude, man. He's funny and he's polarizing, which is good. The sport needs it. Uh, but yeah, I like Josh. He'd make, he'd make a really good tank slap and podcast guest. So anybody listening, do your due diligence and send Heron a message. Tell me he needs to come on the pod with Robbie, Bobby, and C-Tex. Tell him we both love him and uh, we're, we want to get him on the pod. Like we just, it'd be a good one. He's got a lot of a uh, lot of good stuff we could chat about. So shout out to Josh for for winning that title. Um, yeah, Moto America, man, it was good. So uh, moving on. Rob, they announced, you just talked about it, but they announced, we said it on the last pod, like they'd almost have to put up another race just with how many races we've lost this year. And we have, so we got a Friday night race at Volusia for everybody. So we'll do a doubleheader Volusia, which we kind of thought would happen. And then for Cedar Lake, they're doing double Super Twins main events. Early thoughts on when you read that, Rob, Uh, anything stand out or... Um, I'm just trying to figure out, and maybe I, I'm probably just being silly and missing something simple. But uh, why why is it only Super Twins and not um, singles? Because didn't they both miss their main events at uh, Springfield? Yeah, yeah. And somebody I, I saw somebody said that or mentioned it. Um, I don't know. I guess well, they did get their main event in at Rapid City, so they're still one up on where the Super Twins guys are. Or oh, that, you know what? That's right. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, the Super Twins riders they they're down an additional race. So yeah, you're right. I did not. Is, I knew it's silly. Yeah, and we already have like looking at the Springfield two schedule that we were gonna have. It was like give me a headache just trying to like decipher everything we were gonna do, and that brings me to like Cedar Lake. Like we have a test day on Friday, uh, which is cool. We haven't had a test day this year. Well, we kind of have. Like we've <laughs> all of them have kind of went to shit. But we've had yeah. at Cedar Lake, we have the tractor got stuck. Remember that tractor at Missouri was mm-hmm. stuck on the track and you out there fixing it. Um, but Cedar Lake, we have hooligans they just announced. We have the BTR ladies. We have production twins, singles, and two super twins main events. That's a busy race day. <laughs> but I like, like, you know what? I like it though. I like that's the thing. Like the fans, they're gonna get so much money for their tickets. Like, like I'm actually excited about that because, like, that's another one of my things about my new proposal coming up. It's like, man, we already even with the three races we have now, there's so much dead time at the race event. Um, in a sense to where you know it feels like okay. So say on a perfect, perfect, perfect day, there's no rain coming out. We have you know load in what 9 a.m. And then we sit there till like what two or three for a riders meeting, and then we sit there for another you know couple hours till four o'clock till practice comes up. You know what I mean? Like, so 
and I know fans don't really need to be there for before practice, but even during the show, it's like, man, there's there's going to be two sides of this because on one side it's like we have so much downtime, but on the other side, like man, sometimes the tracks like we need that downtime to blow the track off or sweep the track or put some water down or something. So I'm really curious to see the Cedar Lake track. Um, I, I'm 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 excited about. It. I've heard good things, um, but it's also a an, kind of an unknown. And and I, I got a an un, unknown coming out for this this track. You know we don't we don't know. I mean, so I'm I'm hoping everything just goes perfect and it's a track to where you know they get out there and it starts putting some nice rubber down and we have a big old Hager Sound style groove track. You know, but um, you know, yeah. we'll, we'll that'll be remain to be seen. Hagerstown, man, huh? That's a uh, miss that mm, track. I love but, that uh, place. I've never yeah, even ridden that. that track before, but it's just like I can watch like any YouTube video from a past race and be excited about it. You know, it's just it seems like that track was always like a bucket list good race surface. Hmm. Hagerstown. Well, let's uh, move on. Um, that'll be interesting. Like, there's a lot of classes they're doing there, and the track looks good. I've I've looked it up and seems like it's pretty good racing it's pretty far up there in wisconsin though it's like it's like it might be snowing bro it's like it's like hey you know no Canada. no bullshit dude. it's like 60 degrees in florida right now like i'm literally <laughs> like it could be a sweatshirt day today in florida yeah i looked up the but either extended way, radar be- and it's like a low of 45 degrees but uh whatever i mean it is what it is Hope, hopefully just we get good weather and then yeah we go on the volusia and it's uh there's still a lot of points up for grabs, man, especially in that super twins class. So it, uh, it's, you know, it's definitely changed the whole dynamic in the super twins class with no, you know, we thought we were going to have two more miles. Those miles are off the schedule and now they're throwing in another short track and another Volusia. So it changes right, the whole on. dynamic. Um, no, let me just interrupt you, dude. I, I, we need to quit doing this. We need to quit calling tracks with short tracks that are not fucking short tracks. I love you guys to death and AFT guy, like New York. It's not a freaking short track. Like a short, that, that's a three-eighths mile. Like, I understand, like, there's only a certain number of, like, designations. But short track, to me, is quarter mile or less. Like, Daytona short track. Or, like, even Atlanta was not a short track. Like, Woodstock is not a short track. It's a badass three-eighths mile. Like, like call it what it is. Volusia three-eighths. I'm sorry, Volusia is a half mile. Cedar Lake, three-eighths mile or whatever it is. It's definitely not a short track, though. You know, short track is, like, Castle Rock and Daytona, to me. I don't know. How do you feel about that? Uh, yeah, I get that. I don't think obviously Atlanta short track isn't, um, cause I remember I won Atlanta. I was talking with somebody. I was like, they're saying I wasn't a good short tracker. And I was like, I won Atlanta. They're like, it's not a short track. So like two weeks later I won Daytona. I'm like, is that a fucking short track? <laughs> so yeah, you're uh, a good short. Who said you weren't a good short tracker? I, I think you're a great short tracker. Was, but Honestly, it was probably Briar talking shit. We, me and Briar, we, we, we talk about oh. each other, but, um, yeah. Well, no, Briar's it, a it, shitty short tracker. He's like one of the worst. Yeah, like, I'll smoke his ass on a short track. Yeah, tell him to grit yeah. up in the, in the vet class at Throwdown. We'll see what happens. <laughs> I don't know if I think Tyler. <laughs> Obviously, Scott for everybody, this is scared him off from the Throwdown. I don't know if he'll be making a return, but uh, oh my gosh, really? Is he? Is no, he I'm out? just kidding. No, I don't know. I mean, I think he'll come back. I mean, hopefully, it was good racing. So yeah, he, it was good. Um, couple more things here, and then we're gonna. We're going to – this is a short one today, but uh, middle of the show, I want to do things a little different here. I want to just make sure we plug our sponsors middle of the show here and uh, give them a shout-out for supporting what we do. Mission Foods, 
appreciate everything they're doing. Uh, they're putting in cycle news ads. Now they're doing, doing a lot of really cool things for the sport. Uh, Juan, Satish, everybody over there supporting, supporting flat track, supporting our podcast, appreciate mission foods, go support them when you can bell power sports, check out bellhelmets.com to view their full line of products. I wear the race star flex. The quality and safety is unmatched. If you start tank slapping, you won't be protected by bell Yamaha motorsports and Yamaha racing. Check out their website at yamahamotorsports.com, motorcycle, ATV, side-by-side, some will be on power products, Yamaha revs your heart. Indy Motorcycle, since 1901, Indy Motorcycle has been the choice of riders who make their own rules. They just won the Bagger Championship with Tyler O'Hare. I know Gary Gray and the whole crew, they're really excited about that. So cool to see them get a championship. Now they have flat track titles and, and road racing titles, Moto America. So it's, uh, it's pretty cool. Everything they're doing, their brand is excellent and just stoked to have them on board with our podcast. Moto America, Jersey. Jersey weekend was just this weekend. It was awesome. A lot of fans were out there, man. It was it was cool. Even with the rain, there it was packed. Like it looked really, really, really good from from a spectator standpoint standpoint. And then we uh, have Barber Motorsports Park coming up next. If you can't be there to check out the action, you should be there. It's gonna be the superbike coming down to the end, superbike championship with Petrucci and Gagne. But if you can't be there, Check out their Motor America Live Plus package. They do a really good job with it. And yeah, it's really, really good coverage. Um, I want to give a shout out to Kayla Yakov, too. She grabbed the win there uh, the second day in, in the rain. She smoked on. Like, she was, she's uh, so awesome, man. Like, she's she's, impressive. She, uh, yeah, I mean, we haven't seen a female road racer like this, I think, since Elena Myers. And she didn't yeah. even have the, uh, the, the small bikes to go to. She was on the 600. But I think, uh, I think Kayla's, Kayla's got uh, it. You know, I she's mean, a real like, deal. She, she don't, yeah, yeah she don't fuck around. Them, them boys now, you know, uh, I will say this though, you know, I, I want to hold more judgment until I see how she does like on a 600, but you know, it's just kind of like super twins riding a big old bike like that is a whole lot different than a 400. But I mean, all the other kids are out there riding 400s and she's holding her own and beating them on occasion. So, uh, I, I, I really do have confidence that she's the, the real deal now. I don't yeah. know if her goal is to go overseas and do like moto two and moto three or, if she's just uh, happy at, at home in the States, but you know, we're, we're still getting way ahead of ourselves on that. But uh, I know that uh, she's a, she's a good rider and I've watched her for many, many years. I've come up to Pennsylvania, the Pennsylvania girl too. So I know pretty... dude, them freaking all these fast people up girls, there. They... Pennsylvania, man, Shayna, Kayla Yakoff, Jamie Ostadillo. She's done uh, I think she's podium the Moto America and junior cup and she's a really good motocross rider. And yeah, go PA man. <laughs> uh, Dunlop motorcycle yeah, tires. She... Go ahead. No, 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 it's okay. Go ahead. Okay. Dunlop motorcycle tires, 19 inch and 17 inch flat track tires, off-road street, new three-year deal with American flat track. Check out their website, DunlopMotorcycleTires.com. Roof Systems of Dallas, Texas, Jerry Stinchfield. You won't find a more passionate guy in the sport than Jerry. Um, Just, man, just he's just dialed in with the sport and just everything he does. It's super appreciated across the board from just the entire paddock. So, Shout out to Jerry. He supports our podcast as well. Nearly 40 years of experience in the commercial industrial roofing business and Manscaped. We are stoked. Manscaped has signed back on for more time. So you guys using the code, it's appreciated. It keeps us going. Um, We are going to do for my escape the Berg flat track race. We are going to do two uh, podium giveaways with Manscaped products. So I'm excited to announce that. And just, man, um, Rob, you want to take it? I mean, you're, how often do you do it? Do you, uh, is it once a, once a week, twice a week? Um, I really don't have a set. I, I should probably <laughs> for, for, uh, you know, all, uh, you know, too much information, I guess, but 
I should definitely once a week, but uh, right now I'm going to say on average a week and a half to two weeks, simply because okay. so much traveling and, you know, it, it's kind of weird. Like when I was working with Dalt, like I don't know how much he'd appreciate like hearing me get out of the shower, get out of yeah. the bathroom, you know, while we're at the yeah. races or somewhere. Cause it, it's really hard to find a few extra minutes while we're gone to the track or whatever. But uh, either way though, it's, it's amazing. I'm, I'm telling you guys right now, man, if you have not used it, it if you've used just a regular razor or regular clippers, which, you know, was my go-to before, um, it, it's like night and day. It's like, I don't know, like what, it's like a fresh ass tire. Trimmer, it, it's waterproof. Track. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's waterproof. It reduces nicks, snags and tugs. Uh, if you go on their website, manscaped.com, use the code tank slap 20 free shipping and 20% off free shipping worldwide. Uh, so Robbie with, us talking about Manscaped, I actually have a guest on the show, and it's actually my mom. So we're uh, you're talking about your Manscaped routine, and it's actually my mom, Kim. Mom, you yeah, want? she can she can help out next time. It's no big deal. We're all doctors here. <laughs> I there? love your mom, by the way. Is she there? I think she's there. Oh uh, yes, I am, right. and no, I'm not. I'm not going to help you. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Dang it! I was really looking forward to that. Oh uh, no. Uh, <laughs> This is going to be fun. I love So maybe next time, go ahead. Yeah, I, I've been wanting to do this. I kind of wanted to, I don't know, just fun ideas in the pod. And I wanted to quiz. So I'm going to quiz you, and I'm going to quiz Keely, my younger sister, Keely, that uh, if people come to the track, you probably see, see Keely kind of at our pits a lot. But she's my younger sister, Keely. She grew up being a gymnast. So she's actually like a, what is she, like a level whatever gymnast? Um, uh, pretty, level nine. Uh, got not, level nine gymnast. So, yeah, she's been like a state champ balance beam and all that fancy shit but so they come to the races but obviously they're they're fans like they're not they don't know a ton i guess so i have some questions mom and out of you and keely whoever gets the most of these questions right i'll give you guys some sort of a prize package me and rob will get creative maybe like 20 dollar gift card to applebee's or something rob what are you thinking what can we what can we throw at them Man, I like to gift people like gift cards and people like Applebee's. You know, it's like uh, Kenny Power says, man, got to make a reservation though. It shit fills up fast. Yeah, I, I'd give Keely cash. She needs cash more than <laughs> cash. Yeah. yeah, you know she's a college <laughs> student, so let's. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll figure it out. Then, then maybe we'll give her literally something pointless, like a twenty dollars gift card to like GameStop or something. Like she doesn't play games at all. But anyway, we'll figure yeah. something out. But. All right, mom, I got eight questions here, and then uh, I want to see if you know the answers. Um, last year in Charlotte, no cheating either. I know you're probably at work right now, maybe in front of your computer, but just off the top of your head. Uh, last year in Charlotte, who won the Super Twins race? Uh, Jarrett Meese. Jared won the Super Twins race at Charlotte? Yeah. Okay. Oh, no. No. Fisher. Wait, do I need to be looking this up? I need to no, be I know, I know the answers. No, it's an awesome Davis finish. Fisher. Yeah, oh. Davis Fisher did because Briar went down. <laughs> there Briar you go. Crashed? That was a Sammy and Briar. Yeah, Briar Sammy crashed. and Briar. Yeah. No, I'm just yes, kidding. Briar. Yeah, Sammy. <laughs> Sammy. Yeah. Did Briar crash? Yeah. No, man, he just freaking hit the wall. No big deal. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll give you that one. You said Meese first, but I guess he won the championship. Well, he won the championship. Yeah. Who finished fifth? Oh my god! I'm just kidding. You don't have to answer that one. Actually, yeah, I think I, I, I think Ryan Barnes finished sixth. Actually, I think that was Ryan's best Super Twins finish at Charlotte. But uh, 
anyway, so we got you got that one right. I'll, I'll mark a, a check mark. She got it right, Kim. Yes. All right. What size millimeter restrictors are currently in the Indian? Give me a number. Whoever gets closer, I'll give you guys Six. that point. Six. 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 Rob. I don't Six know. That'd be an interesting uh, no package. <laughs> They're uh, it's 34, 34 millimeters. Um, right. What are your thoughts on the Indian mom? The Indian being restricted. Um, I don't like it. I think that they should not be restricted. <laughs> I think any if, any bias them there or no? Well, no, but I think if they're going to restrict, like I even said, like they should they should restrict even you know maybe the traction controls on the Yamaha. If they're going, I mean, you're going to restrict one that much, you know. I don't yeah. know. That's my thought. I mean, maybe a little biased, but I, I don't know. I'm having a hard time with all that. Wait, any of the work in. Wow. Well, right, because I have one Yamaha and I have an Indian, right? I have Indian riders and Yamaha, so. Gotcha. Okay. I wasn't sure who your bias was for, so I just, I don't know if you're just, if you like Briar better than you like Corey or not, I couldn't tell there for a minute. <laughs> he does. Well, I was just going to say, maybe you should ask Corey, because I he always, does. he always tells me I favor children, so. Look who, I, I uh, <laughs> have you ever seen her in a and g picture? I have not. I mean, she also hasn't been in a D and D picture either. But you know, (laughs) he's always. And if whoever gives me free, free, more free things, so. Oh, I'm cheap as hell. Hey, don't say that. I'll get Mike Turner over there. You'll have a whole bunch of Honda shirts. (laughs) (laughs) I know he's got some Honda shirts for sale. We'll get you one. I promise you that. And you only have to buy it. Actually, Mike Turner, I know you listen to this. Corey Texer's mom needs a Turner Racing shirt and watch this. He will not only will he come up smiling, you'll have a shirt, a hat, you'll probably have like a little progressive bag. Like Mike Turner don't mess around, man. When you need something from him, he's like, you know what? We're not we're not half assing it. We're going to hook you up. <laughs> yeah, because I'm, I'm really not under contract to wear anything. So <laughs> there you go. You're free agent, free agent right. fan. Yep. <laughs> all right, mom. Like, winningest winningest rider of all time, American Fly Track. Mm. Parker. All right, that is correct. For a bonus, how many wins does he have? I'll give you a bonus. I don't know. I don't know how many Take wins. Take a guess. He has. How many? Take a guess. Throw it out there. It's a free. You get a freebie. Uh. Yeah, I don't even know this though. <laughs> Thirty. I don't know. Thirty. Let's say ninety-six. Uh, ooh, you're close, Rob. Ninety-four. Okay. I knew I, it was something I, in the 90s. I knew it was in the 90s. 90s? No. Freaking wins, dude. How, well, so, who's in second place here? Uh, car. Car. I was going to say How many do you have? Oh, man. I think Car has. Bird is going to. Bird. I should know this as a flat track kid. Bird okay. Well, gonna, let, me, let me expand on that, though. So. All right. Parker has 94 to, and Car has 78. Um, and how was Jared got? At the end of last season, Jared had 60, I think. So he's won, what, three or four this year? I think he's at 64. Um, yeah. So realistically, uh, did Parker get so many because he just won so many in every season? Or did he, is his career so long? I mean, or was it like seasons had like 25? His, his first win was in 1979, and his last win was in 2000. So 21 years of of winning races there it's pretty much his whole career but he won 55 miles but back then they had a lot oh. more mile races actually they had a lot more races on the schedule they had it wasn't yeah, didn't they have like 20 something 24 26 races some years so um yeah but uh so, 
Yeah, I don't know. So realistically, there's no way Mies can catch Parker unless he's racing into his 50s and still winning. Mies ain't um, going to catch Parker. I'm sorry, Jared. I know you're listening, but I don't think it's out of the realm for him to catch Chris. So I don't think so. Uh, I w- you know, we need to ask him straight up, and, and hopefully we get a legit answer. But I seriously still think he's got five more years in him, depending on the, the, the like, I heard on I don't Pope, know what his motivation is. I heard on Pulp he said he might only do one or two more years. Uh, I, I, I know I he also. Can- he said he wants to beat Parker's championship record. I think Parker has nine and Jared has seven. So I don't know the math, the math's not at, it's not adding up. So we'll have to, uh, we'll have to ask Jared, but yeah. no. Nah, well, so. he's not very good at math or spelling. So no mom, you think Jared's uh good at math or spelling or math? <laughs> you know, oh, what? Hold, on, hold on here. Hold on. Hold on, mom, mom, hold on, hold on, mom. Hold on. Let's make this even more fun. All right, mom. What grade do you think Jared could realistically win a spelling bee at? I'm going to say fifth. Oh, come on. Not even I, fifth. I give him. No, I'm not. I, I don't give think. Him. Come on. Not even fifth? What <laughs> well, kind of words do you spell in fifth? He can't spell there or there correctly. <laughs> we didn't say pronunciation. That? I'm sorry, not pronunciation. Proper grammar. We're talking about just straight up spelling a word. I yeah. guarantee you he can't spell like, I don't know. Volusia, can you spell Volusia? Like, I, I'm, just, <laughs> I'm not. You know I mean, what? He's pretty smart in other things. So he's I very, guess very he, smart. I mean, marketing and all that with himself. I guess he really doesn't need to spell or to do math. Like, no, I'm, he's probably good at math because he likes money. So I'm sure he can as, probably. Add. As long as that check <laughs> is spelled correctly, he don't care. I promise you that. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Next question, Mom. What kind of dirt surface is Lima? Pea gravel. Good job. Come on. Man, I've you been uh, the motorcycle races a lot of years. I mean, I know, but you said six millimeter restrictors for the Indian. What? I have no idea on that. All place. right, right. Relax, relax. It's all good. She just threw out a number. Quit being so mean, Corey. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. So this is more of a personal based question, Mom. How many AFT wins does Shayna and myself have? How many wins do I have in American Flat Track? Uh, like the Pro Series, it can be support classes, obviously, because that's the only classes we want. But uh, how many how many wins do we have? In, and whoever gets closer, you or Keely, I'll give that point too. Oh, I don't, I I don't even so how know. How many wins I do I have? Maybe twenty two. I don't know. So twenty two for me. You're saying. I'll take and, that. I'll take 22. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was about to say, that's a good number. Go 20, ahead. How, 27 for Shana, maybe? Okay, so I have 18. And okay. Shana has... Actually, let me just double check on this. Because it's been a minute. Shana has 19. So I have yeah. 17. Shana has 19. And what did you say? 22 that's for like me? 27. And, yeah, 22 22 and 27 were your answers? Okay, we'll see who gets closer yeah. here. That would oh be cool. God, is, I'll take that. I'll take that. Keely's not going to have any idea on a lot on some of these other questions. Well, like probably good. all of them. <laughs> you did say six millimeter restrictors. That was pretty far off. So yeah. I wouldn't talk a lot of shit right now, Mom. You need to just focus <laughs> on the task at hand. You're already talking shit, and you you, you know you've only got. Well, I guess you got all them right. But no, you missed two. All right, I got two more here. This is a good one. Name two riders who have won hooligan races. It's not Rob. He did not win. No, I did not. I'm lucky I made the main. It can be any any of them. Name two guys who have won hooligan races. Rispoli? No. Wait, what was the question again? Hold on. 
two riders who have won a hooligan race at any level. You had to have uh, win, won a hooligan race. It could be oh, winner throw down. Yeah. It could be anywhere. Name two guys who have won a hooligan race, mom. Uh, the only ones I can think of is like Frankie. Uh, he did win Plus one a long time ago. I scored that one. I think I think you have to get him on, but I think I remember him winning like a short track on the beach in California that time. Uh, and he went on, on a Ducati. Ducati. Yeah, yeah. On Ducati, okay. yep. yep. We'll Good job, that. Mama. Hell one yeah. More. One more. Oh, you just said the one who just won the championship, and I totally can't remember what who that is. The hooligan championship? Oh, actually, he won both of them. Yeah, Mom, it's not that them. hard to name a hooligan rider that has won a race. Come on. I'm disappointed. Like you can just pick pretty much any hooligan guy and that the chances they've won like a district race or something. I know, but I can't think of any. Besides- P- right. Think of, think of a PA guy like number 88 or so. That's probably pretty fast. Even back in the day. Or 89. He's got like two first names kind of. Oh, Kevin Barnes. Kevin Barnes. We'll, well accept that. Revin we'll give you a- Kevin. That's. <laughs> Corey, well, who he, do you think I was talking about? You were talking about Ron Wood, but yeah, John John Ron, right? Yeah, I'll Ron give John, you a half a point, the... Mom. I'm not going to give you a full point for that. We pretty much <laughs> gave you, it, but we'll give you a half a point. Okay. All right. Kevin's number eighty nine, not eighty eight. Yeah. Well, well you said eighty nine. Yeah. I, I said it then. Yeah, I was yeah. I was I was milking that out for you. Um, all right. Purposely stray. Last question. Name two former. Horizon Award winners and AMA, uh, like amateur nationals. Name two riders who have won the Horizon Award. Oh, she's got to have this one. Nick, well, Nikki Hayden. Okay. Um, and then um, oh, wait a minute. Uh, Dallas. You could literally Nick. use the same name as another Nick, right, Corey? Well, Briar. <laughs> you could say Briar. <laughs> no, she said she got two of them. I was no, just thinking. Got two. No, I, did, I, I forgot yeah. about Briar. So, Briar, Johnny Nikki Cum- Lewis, win one Jeremy, too? Nick Cummings, Ricky Marshall, yeah. Smith, Tony Myring, uh, all the way up to the newer guys like uh, Hunter Edwards and uh, Cody Cop, Chase, Chase that off, that off, Clark Morian. Wow, a lot of my a lot of my Roger favorite Lee. riders, huh? Yeah, that's why I didn't win one because <laughs> I'm not your favorite. Rider. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, so you got uh one, two, three, four and a half, five and a half points. So that's your tally. And then we'll get Keely on the next one because she definitely she's at I texted her, she's in class or some bullshit. So she definitely doesn't listen to the pod to get the answers. So we won't even tell her. And then we'll uh we'll get her answers on the same one. So who do you think's gonna win? My mom. You think mom's got it or you think Keely? Yeah. Keely's going to throw some awful answers at us. I can't wait. Uh, the six <laughs> millimeter one was pretty bad, mom, but we'll take it. So, um, okay. all right. Well, thanks well, for your I'm not time. a mechanic. Thanks for coming. Uh, checks in the mail. Okay. Are you going to hang up on your mom? Yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to cut her off here. She's, she's at work. Hang up on her. Got to make that, make that bread. Cruise <laughs> yeah. needs birthday money. What are you doing today, mom? What are you, what are you doing right now? I had to come in a, well, I had to come in a conference room because I was at a meeting when he texted me initially. So I, I was actually, I had a Zoom meeting where they could actually see my face. So I'm sitting here trying to answer his phone call. <laughs> well, you tell your boss to call me and I'll square that away. Yeah, 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 yeah. issues, we can handle it. So. 
Yeah. 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 Do they do they need to go down? Do we need to drive up to PA? I will. No, I don't think so. I don't. I probably lose right. my job if you talk to them. Well, I'm just saying. I already got. There's there's going to be one ass whooping this year, so there's no, there's room for a couple more. So you let me know. Okay. <laughs> All right, mom. Appreciate you. All right. Love you. All right. Yeah, thanks. Love you too. Bye, bye. mom. Miss you. Yeah. <laughs> Your mom's awesome. <laughs> I know you. I know you don't like her, but I like her. I love my mom. Yeah, the, the six <laughs> millimeter. But she said six millimeter restrictors. Did you ever see? Um, you ever see? I think it's Little Rascals when they go into the bank and they try to like open up a, or they try to get money out of a bank account, and he asks them what what the account number is. And I think like Porky, he says he's like, "What's your account number?" And he says seven. Like he doesn't know what the fucking say. So when she yeah, said six millimeters, I was like, "Yeah, it's eh, a little off." <laughs> But uh, mom, mom's been around a, a while, man. She's I have a photo of me and mom at a at a, a pro race when I was a, less than a year old in front of the Camel Pro banner. So, so wait, kinda... hold on. I don't want to, well, not to bring up bad. No, I mean, I hope it ain't a bad thing. But no, like no, your mom and your dad, like was your mom and dad together during your racing career at all, or is that already no, like kind of? So split mom up? and dad split up when I was, I want to say I was four or five years old. Shana was a baby, but. Yeah, I think they were married for a good eight or nine years. And my mom, like, she went to a lot of the pro races with my dad. My mom actually raced the, um, they called it, like, the powder puff class. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, my yep. mom, yeah, she actually used to ride Kevin Barnes's, uh, like, ADCC. Kevin was a kid. And my mom used to ride it in the powder puff class. And my mom actually crashed it one one race, and Kevin was pissed. He was crying. My mom crashed his bike. So, yeah, it's... Uh, <laughs> I love it. We have a lot, a lot of pretty long history like the Barneses and us and my mom racing and yeah so we go a long ways and mom's been to a lot of races so a lot of those answers yeah she was spot on she knows her shit so um yeah it was good um so I had one two more things quick Rob um so race tees I have escaped the bird coming up I'm really excited about uh Lawrenceburg Motorcycle Speedway October 22nd make sure you guys come we have a three thousand dollar Ryan Varnes Memorial Expert Dash for Cash, which is an insane amount of money for a short track. People are going to have their feelings hurt. And then we have a $2,000 Steve Connolly Memorial Amateur Dash for Cash. And we're taking the amateur winner of that dash and we're putting them in the Expert Dash for Cash. So if you're an amateur and you win the amateur dash and you get slotted into the pro dash or expert dash, you'll make a shit ton of money. So anyway, little shameless plug there. Check it out. Hit me up if you have any questions. I'm putting the other race tees, Rob. And the amount of money it costs to do anything these days. Like I took cruise to build a bear and you probably don't know what that is, but it's like, I think I uh, know exactly what that is. Okay. So yeah, you have 20 kids. So I built him. It was a Pikachu and we built him as Pikachu and I go to pay and it was $50 fucking dollars for a stuffed yep. animal. Everything that is you built so yourself. Expensive. Yeah. That we built ourselves. Like I had something, I had a gasket I got from Cobra to ship the gasket. One gasket was $15. Like everything yeah, yep. is so expensive and race tees. Typically everybody we've always sold race tees for 20 or $25. Now it's to the point, like I have a friend that prints tees and he gives me a really good deal on tees to get a, like a six color tee printed. It's like $14 a shirt for like a nice shirt. So by the yeah, time I get yeah. those printed and I try to sell them for 20 or $25, it's just not worth my time. Like we're not going to make. Well, don't forget money. shipping. Don't forget shipping costs. Shipping and paying my designer to design it, like to design the yeah. tee. And it's a couple hundred dollars, few hundred dollars. So, 
there's just no markup with tees, you know, and I got to sell them all to even get close. So I'm asking you guys hit us up. What would you pay for a, you know, a cool race tee? Like when you go to a track, winter throwdown, escape the Berg, if you go to Robbie's races, RBA, whatever it is, what would you pay for a shirt? Like, would you pay $30? Would you pay 35? Uh, I almost think now it's to the point where I couldn't do it for less than 30. And that's like barely making it worth our time. So yeah, hit us up. I'm just curious on, you know, cause people like to buy merch, but if you guys but are going to these races, go support the merch stand. Now that I'm thinking of it, like it's getting tough to, uh, it is. It is, man. We just ordered, uh, like, oh gosh. Hey, Katie, how many shirts did we just get in? And we just got in 222 shirts uh, for D and D cycles. Now they're like three or four different styles, but, uh, but yeah, I definitely feel the pain. Like literally, Katie, I'm watching her put shirts up at D and D cycles right now and uh, folding. And it's not just that; it's like the organizational stuff on it. And the, you know, it's you're paying her to adds take up. care of it. You know, like it's. Yeah, there's exactly. a lot that goes Absolutely. into it. So, and you're going to have to pay somebody to sit there under the tent at your race and sell um, shirts too. I mean, yeah. even if it's even if it's only a few bucks an hour or whatever, it's still money out of the pocket. So, I mean, I I'll get make it, Trent do it. I'll, I'll sit Trent down. He should and, do uh, it in between races. Man, him and Dalton got spicy at the Dude, RBA race. It. Did you I see the Instagram it. yesterday? Them going back and forth on the stories. Yes, I love it. It's like neither like one of you two. To... It looked like they're trying to hold each other's hands on the starting line. I, think I was like, so, man, man. I, I was why like, you guys hated you, each other? Why are you holding his hand? Like, yeah, are you guys going to fight or kiss? I don't know. I, I couldn't I figure know. it out. But uh, it was good, though, man. That was some damn good racing. Like, I, I, I like that. I know not everybody enjoyed it. Actually, my guy was, like, on the losing end of it. And I'm like, hey, man, you know, that's short tracking, bud. And, and you know, I didn't have the, uh, the the popular answer amongst the peers there. But uh, I thought it was uh, I, I thought it was great short tracking, man. I mean, that, that no, place is always good. Good. And what do we say on the pod, dude? Personality is good. So not yep. everybody's going to oh, like one another, you know? And I think there's a no. limit, like, obviously, like, passion's good. But I, I thought, I, I personally thought Dalton went, went a little over with how mad, he, how mad he got. But I'd rather see that than not caring at all. And, uh, no, it's good, man. Like, they're, everybody, we're trying to go out there and take each other's money. We're trying to win these races and take food off each other's table. So, hell yeah, like get spicy with each other i liked it, it oh yeah good. well you missed it uh saturday night i got super spicy with with chad a little bit because we made a a change i didn't want to make and uh end up costing me it took like 250 bucks out of my pocket in the amateur class i still crossed the finish line with a flat tire like off the bead and everything but i was not happy but uh it was <laughs> yeah, uh it's one of the things though you know yeah and i stayed oh uh, actually two Hey, you know what's funny? Hold on a second. You got to want to hear this because I know your guys are boys too. And, and I got nothing against them, but who Georgie Price came over and was mad at me. Um, when I was coming back into the pits on a flat tire, like, you know how the bike's like just wobbling back and forth if you ever ridden on a flat tire. And yeah. um, another dude was coming about T bone, like an old vintage dude. And like, he's like, oh, you're going to go apologize to that guy for almost T bone and killed him. I'm like, hell no, I'm not going to go fucking apologize to that guy. Like, he should have been watching for me just like I was watching for him. I had a flat tire. Like, but he he was saying I went too fast through the pits and and yeah I was pissed off like I wasn't like about to run nobody over but you know I wasn't like idling through the pits because I had to get back and like change this wheel and tire because we were coming up next but uh, but yeah I'm looking forward to the the Facebook post from from him and uh, I talked to little Georgie who is not little at all but and uh, little Price and um, I mean I guess all all is good but it was pretty funny because it was just like emotions and tempers and like. You know, with me, like I'm an old dude, like, and and I'm not racing for five thousand dollars. I'm racing for a couple hundred bucks. But if I have a couple hundred bucks, like in my hand, ready, and then it gets taken out of my hand, I'm like mad about it. 
Well, and, and Georgie, actually, the first night, he was winning his heat race or something in the hooligan class, and he actually rides that hooligan bike really well. Like, uh, yeah, he I've, does. I've watched, I've watched little Georgie grow up, and he was never never like an all-star. Like, his big Georgie was, that guy could ride, Georgie Price. Like, he could. He, oh, yeah. Good. He was a good rider. And little Georgie, like, he was never, disgusting. like, Georgie, little Georgie never took it as serious as his pop. Um, but now that he's gotten older and he's jumped on this hooligan bike, he's, like, he, like, he can hang with some really good guys. And anyway, he was leading the hooligan uh, heat race, I think it was. And that track is really hard to pass on. And I think a lot of it is because of the shape. It's a circle. And any circle-shaped tracks, it makes it harder to pass. Um, and I think it's uh, Joey Houston. He went in there, and he was past his foot peg, but he drove it in really hard. And he took, and he took each other out. Um, and Big Georgie was mad. And it was a little dicey move. Like, um, I get it to an extent because it's short track racing and it pays like a thousand dollars to win. So you're going to go for it. It wasn't intentional. It was a little dicey. Like I didn't have a major problem with it, but it was just funny because big, the guy that taught me about the foot peg rule, if you're up to someone's foot peg, you pretty much can make that pass. Like you just drive it in there. I'm not saying it's proper etiquette, but the foot peg rule on a short track. Yeah. You don't high side off their tire. And the guy who taught me that it was just ironic. I didn't say anything at the track. He's probably going to listen, smile about it, but uh, it's all water, water under the bridge now. But the person that taught me that foot peg rule was big Georgie. So he was pissed. Well, and I'm, and I'm like, man, they, they called you the Buick, bro. Like you were, you were, uh, you know, that's, that's your style. But, uh, well, I got same thing happened to me though, with, uh, um, Robert Lewis, um, you know, everybody knows him, old dude, super fast still. Uh, I was leading um, a $500 race, and, you know, I, I know exactly w- knew exactly what I was doing. You know, I was protecting, but also, you know, going pretty good. But, uh, man, he came up the inside of me, and I, I heard it coming, but it was like I heard it before I could even react. And, dude, next thing I know, like, my arm, my left arm is, like, sawed off. Like, we're both up at the very top of the track. And then, in a sure as shit, little uh, Walker Porter cruise right on by for the win. I'm like, damn, man, he took it out of both of our pockets. But, yeah, uh, but I wasn't like – you, were he you came mad? over to me expect. I uh, know I wasn't mad about that. I was like, dude, that's short track. He came over. He was actually already apologizing. I'm like, bro, like that's short track in 101. Like I would have done the same thing. You know, Corey yeah, would have done hell. You got to take it. Like, yeah. And I would, and uh, George, somebody was like, man, you did, you'd be pissed if that happened to you. I'm like, dude, like when I was younger. Yeah. But as I've gotten older and I kind of understand how it works a little bit more. Like for instance, last year at Volusia, the first race I came from 12. Yeah at Volusia on a track you can't pass on took the lead on the last lap. And then the rider cut back under the racing line and pushed me wide. He drifted himself wide. Damn near took me out and Chad ended up winning the race. So yeah, um, I you, remember did you hear me, hear me cry about it on the podium. It's like, nah, man, that's racing. Like there's definitely shit. Like you don't want to go out and T-bone people, but for something like that, where it's, it's big money to win. And if you go with the intention of making a pass and things happen, it, it, that's a different story. Like I still don't have an issue with what Trevor Bruner did last year at Springfield. Like it's a bummer Dallas went down, but he was going for the win on the last lap. Like I still don't. It's a short I, track. It's a short track. Like I still don't have any. I don't really have a major issue with that. Um, it's unfortunate, mm, no. and I would have been. I would have been a little bummed, obviously, if somebody took me out. But um, yeah, it's uh, it's short track racing. I know. I know there was some some good racing at RVA. Shout out to Mike Hacker and John Nickens. They they put on a really fun event. I really like going there. I went on Friday, obviously, Rob, and got to ride my twin and cruise raced. But 
I haven't been home in six weeks and I just had so much stuff going on at home. I, I ended up going home. I didn't get to stay to race Saturday, but obviously Saturday there was some really good racing. And uh, if you get a chance to support any of these local promoters like Hacker, Nickens, Robbie, Bobby, Steve Nace, like everybody, we, we try to work together on it. Um, but at the same time, and in closing Absolutely. for this, in closing for this episode, promoters, I see it on Facebook. I see it a lot. You got to stop acting like you're doing the riders a favor by putting on these races. Don't go up to the riders meeting. Don't post on social media, you know, that you're entitled to the riders need to be thankful. They don't need to be thankful. Like you're putting on these races with the intention of making money. Like don't make it out to be like, and this is not directed at anybody because I see it a lot on different promoters. You're not a hero. You're not like, this is a business from, and people don't like to act like it's a business. It's like, dude, it is like you're promoting a race because you want to make money. Like uh, it doesn't always work out that way, but we're not. And that's like the mentality, like, you should be thankful we're doing this. It's like, dude, no, you should be thankful the riders are coming and taking off work and spending money. And the promoter should be thankful, not so much the riders. Because yep. yep. I just have a hard time with that. As a rider and a promoter, everybody that comes to my events, um, I'm super thankful. Like I treat it like a customer service industry. Like, thank you for coming. I know you probably have work and you spend a lot of gas money in hotels. Thanks for coming. We appreciate it. If you have any issues, come see me. And there's just like certain promoters have that edgy attitude where they're doing you a favor. And I just have a problem with that, Rob. Like, I just don't think that's a good business model. So. Yeah. Yeah. You're it's, it's true. And I mean, I I agree with that um, for the most part. I mean, yeah, it's, it's gotta be, and I think we're seeing that a lot more in the past couple of years. And I guess, you know, a big thanks is is to you. And I've actually learned a lot on some operations from you too, but uh, you know, like, like hacker stuff too, man. Like every race they have up there, you know, it's it's damn near like standing room only. Like I left in the middle of the program on Saturday. We had to go. I think I went to go to Star. I, I did actually. I went to go to Starbucks during the intermission, and I forgot Katie's. Yeah, she's gonna remind me about that for the next twenty five years. But um, I came uh, back. Katie, like, I have her transponders too, and I'm sorry. I'll bring them to the next race. Yeah, Corey said he's got your transponders. And he's sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She said you're not sorry. But okay. <laughs> Which right, is true. It's, that's accurate. That's fair. <laughs> that's I'm fair. sorry. <laughs> but uh, but no. But it, but like you said, I made a post or uh, I responded on a post about the RVA event, and I said, you know, as good as John and Mike are doing, like they're not slowing down. Like just like you, every race you do, you're gonna try and make it better, and better. And you know, the results speak for themselves with rider counts, and and people want the most bang for the buck, and you know, they don't want to feel like they're constantly doing you a favor by showing up. I think, I think they want it. You need to show them that you're appreciative also, but it's a give and take like, all right, Hey, thank you for coming out. Here's a badass freaking racetrack for your race on, or here's a good efficient program, or here's some sweet ass awards or whatever you need to do, you know, cause everybody's a little bit different. Like there's some stuff that hacker and them do that I can't pull off at any of my races. Just like there's some stuff that your races that I can't pull off and vice versa. You know, it, it, and, and we use the same thing with like Steve Nace and their stuff. You know, they've got a good, well-oiled machine going. It's, it's, it's um, it, we're in a good position right now as riders, especially amateurs and pro-am stuff that you do have a lot of options. Um, and I think that's important, you know, cause it's going to show you who's getting the rider counts is the ones that's who's, you know, doing what kind of what the riders want. And as long as you can do that and still cover your bills and not, you know, go broke. You know, you can't be like, Hey, everybody, here's a hundred dollars on the way out of the track. Thanks for coming. Like, yeah, you won't be promoting too many races doing that. 
but uh, Rob, you keep doing what you're I agree. Doing. <laughs> I agree, dude. You, you got a big pulse on this. Sorry to interrupt you. I real fast before we go. I just, I, I have to, I have to. I know you're busy, but earlier in the pod, like an hour ago, Max texted me, Max Whale, and he says, "What size soccer ball are we using for the uh, game?" So I, I didn't text him back because we were doing a pod. He texted me again. It's a picture of a goal and a soccer ball. He's practicing right now, playing soccer. Oh man, what a he's committed. I love it. Uh oh, I guess everybody knows now that Max is on my team, but we'll talk about we're running a size five ball. Size five. Size a standard five, okay. standard issue. Yeah. It was funny. That's yesterday sick. I went uh Colton was doing a little soccer thing, uh a little tryout slash camp. And I'm like looking, they got little size four balls. I go and I, you know, I, I tap one back and forth. I'm like, oh yeah, the touch is still there a little bit. So <laughs> I, I that's that was my training. So We'll talk about that in a wait. future pod. Um, appreciate all the fans for for tuning in. We're having some issues with iTunes, guys. I don't know what's going on. iTunes is kind of kind of goofy on us, but uh, if uh, we're on Spotify, we're on SoundCloud. Obviously, if you can subscribe to those channels as well, it definitely helps us out. Share the pod; it keeps us going. Um, shout out to the sponsors: Mission Foods, Bell Power Sports, Yamaha Motorsports, and Yamaha Racing, Indian Motorcycle, Moto America, Dunlop Motorcycle Tires. Roof Systems of Dallas, Texas, and Jerry Stinchfield. Manscaped, use the code TANKSLAP20. 20% off and free shipping. Uh, appreciate the fans for tuning in, listening to the pod. Appreciate you, Robbie Bobby. Uh, even though you say bad words, it's okay. We still love you, and uh, <laughs> thanks for taking the time. Sounds good, guys. Y'all be safe. All right, we out.